0: everyone we wanted to tell you about a new show we are loving the culture study podcast with ann helen peterson it's a show about exploring the nooks and crannies of the culture that surrounds you each week ann and a super smart co-host answer listeners questions about the stuff they find interesting and perplexing like why do clothes suck now is pop patrol copaganda or is it not that deep and what's the deal with everyone i know getting a divorce like ann's tremendously popular newsletter the culture study podcast is funny insightful and kind of weird and it's guaranteed to help you become the most interesting person at parties listen to the culture study podcast every wednesday wherever you get your shows At once. Why won't you text me back? Text Text me back. Text me back, Megan. Welcome to Text Me Back, a comedy and opinion podcast from KUOW about best friends, the best animals, and the worst people. I'm Lindy West. And I am Megan Hatcher-Mays. Lindy! it's our podcast Megan. again. And here we are, for, uh, here we are, present on the podcast and I have some tidings for you. And you know last time we did this you had a beautiful song that you yeah, yes. wrote. And it, I'm going to I'm not going to lie. I'm intimidated, you know, by your composition mm-hmm. skills. Mm-hmm, that uh, you was know, my intention. Yep. And you're a longtime member of the Northwest Girls Choirs. So it's like, how can I compete? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> With not only your singing and composition ability, but also the fashion of that time is so mm, grand. You know, this yes. is really difficult for me. But I just thought, you know, if this is going to be a co-equal podcast, I should really carry my weight. So I composed my own Tidings song for what? today's Tidings segment. <laughs> Oh, my God. That's so cute that you tried. Yeah. You can't see me. (laughs) Actually, you can, but I'm wearing a Northwest Girls Choir vest that I got off of eBay. It has a giant... sold their (laughs) 1999-era Northwest Girl Choir touring choir uniform, which was a pair of palazzo pants and the tiniest genie's (laughs) vest of all time. It has like a giant music note on the back or something. I don't know. No, it was... Uh, like paisley with oh. sequins it was like bedazzled paisley it was made of felt it was black with blue piping yeah and then you wore it with the biggest palazzo pants yeah People that you've already ever know. seen when i said i was wearing the vest that was stolen valor i i not i don't have a vest anyway here's you know the what song. yes oh no go ahead i just wanted to say that i do still have my pants but they made <laughs> me give back the, they made me give back the vest that Hey, that's good stuff. You can't just be throwing around vests like that. Well, but I earned it with my, as you said, valor. Mm-hmm. I yeah. was in the trenches of choir. Yeah. You fought in the girl choir w- wars of 1991. Yeah, was serious stuff. Sure did. Sure did. Anyway, here's my okay. song. It goes Go. Do you have it? Do, 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 do you have it? Tidings! <laughs> So, um, <laughs> so so do you <laughs> that's just it's just not what i expected it's oh. just not what i expected mm. well maybe uh, um well, you're not ready for you what really brought can my, i say the, yes you really brought something that's been missing from this podcast that's right a little urban flavor <laughs> That's right. That's right. You know what? I don't think that um, people are ready for like the kind of girl choir I want to put together. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, people are not ready. not ready. What is this? <laughs> the Bronx 1982? <laughs> Who do you think you are? Cool Moe D? Who do you think you are? Mike O'Malley? <laughs> I do think that. Anyways... <laughs> I do do, do, do have mm-hmm. some tidings. we talked about um you know something that's been weighing really heavily on my heart okay uh, for what? a while now you know I've been bit we- i yeah this is my tiding oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh I' am because- oh <laughs> anyway, we talked about this a little yep. bit uh something's mm-hmm. been weighing really heavily on me this is my tiding i I am <sighs> the victim of some pretty serious. Ser- some pretty serious bullying, Lindy. Oh no! The, the perpetrator is a is a young woman by the name of Brenda, Entertainment oh. Baby, and she, hey, hey, <laughs> listen, this is serious, Lindy. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> she is a uh-huh. six year old purebred Pomeranian who m- my husband and I adopted. <laughs> She's a demon. (laughs) She's a (laughs) purebred, minuscule demon. Did you you adopt her or were you punished Mm. by being forced (laughs) to be her her jailers and also (laughs) her her servants i actually am kind of her hostage so the here's the thing about brenda first of all i love her so much and all i've ever all i want is for her to be like i don't know gain the power of speech and tell me that i'm her favorite but it's never Mm -mm. gonna happen it's never gonna happen she prefers my husband to like a almost to like an insulting degree it's like i don't exist when this man is in our home it's vile it's repulsive yeah and yet here i am ready to lay my life down for this tiny dog yeah she's horrible and also she does kind of keep me hostage you know because you know this because when you visited me you met brenda and I think it went great. I think you guys are besties, right? Megan, oh. look, oh. it's not that I'm not sympathetic to your plight. Oh. It's just that it's a little insensitive for you mm-hmm. to tell me mm-hmm. that you have been bullied by Brenda <laughs> when the way <laughs> that this dog has spoken to me. I know. <laughs> Listen, I thought you were a feminist, Wendy. When you come in the room, does Brenda look at you and say, Yarp, 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 (laughs) yarp, yarp? No. No, she looks at you and she says, oh, there's my mommy that I love slightly less than my dada. But when I come in the room, she's like, who's that, Osama bin Laden? Like... (laughs)
1: Osama bin
0: Lindy? Osama yeah. bin Lindy? Is she? And I don't. Uh, I have not. I have not done anything to her except try to. That's love not true. Her. You. What. You know what you what? did? You stood what? up and walked around in my condo, which you should know <laughs> is a felony. Get a grip, Lindy. So Brenda, the reason that I have, by the way, the reason I have a purebred Pomeranian is not because I went out and bought one. I got her for zero dollars. <laughs> yeah, it was a fire sale. Just- Cause she's she's a lemon. <laughs> yeah, she's a lemon. <laughs> and, the, and the shelter was like, we'll pay you to take her because she's got problems. And I was like, oh, okay. She's got a chronic illness. It's called mega esophagus, uh, which means, I don't know, her like her esophagus is like a limp noodle. Um, yeah, I have that too, but I use it to <laughs> eat hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Brenda's not allowed. She has to eat. I have to take her food. I have to take her wet food and roll it up into little meatballs and then feed her the meatballs. And I have to hold her upright for 20 minutes after every meal, otherwise she'll get sick. Yeah. And here's the thing: when she gets upset and she starts barking, that aggravates the potential for illness. <laughs> so she's just sort of like, oh, you know, here's my Brenda impression. Ha! Ha ha! Blah. <laughs> And then she just kind of like pukes all over the floor, Um, and this is after I like sweat away in the kitchen, rolling up her little meatballs. It's like it's like none of this means anything to her. Your whole house smells like meatballs. I can attest. And uh, not the the nonnas italiano kind. No, (laughs) no. Here, here's what's interesting about this to me. Yeah, mega esophagus sounds like kind of cool yeah like it sounds sounds extremely metal uh, yeah yeah what a superhero might have yeah. A superhero like me who absolutely houses multiple hot dogs at once without like, chewing—it's like Dave Mustaine of mega esophagus. <laughs> yes, you know what I mean. But what you're— <laughs> but actually, me- mega esophagus makes you very frail and weak, and like oh. not metal at all. <laughs> it's very sad. Oh, here's a fun fact about mega esophagus: dogs who had it in the past didn't have very good outcomes, you know, because it's really hard for them to keep food down and they fail to thrive, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't survive. Um yeah. it turns out some researchers at Washington State University, by the way, that's a nod <gasps> to hometown heroes. old Washington State uh, Hometown Heroes, they discovered that if you give dogs with mega esophagus a dosage of, you guessed it, mm-hmm. Viagra- <laughs> They're what? more likely to keep food down. So <laughs> not, only, not only am I rolling up little meatballs for this little demon who doesn't even like me, I have to give her two doses of Viagra a day. <laughs> okay, couple of questions. So on. question one, what you're telling me is that you have to make your dog's esophagus erect and horny for meatballs I, so that uh, she doesn't a- aspirate her food and die. I would like the record to reflect that I didn't say that at all. Question two, why did the scientist, why did the scientist discover this? Why did the scientist feed Viagra to a dog? It's not for me to question the great minds of science. And so I won't. I, I, Yes, (laughs) (laughs) so I I follow a lot of defective dogs on Instagram. Yes, and so I have seen dogs with with mega esophagus before, and seems like usually what they do is someone will build the dog a little custom high chair so that they are sitting upright while they eat their food. But that's not what you guys chose to do. No, you chose first of all. It's called it's called a Bailey chair. First of all, okay, okay, Um, and you can have them specially made. And we just didn't do that because she's so tiny. And it's so fun to carry her around, you know? Yeah, but this is a huge time commitment. You have to feed Brenda (laughs) meatball by meatball, and then you have to hold her upright for half an hour. 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Mm, 20 20 minutes is half an hour, first of all. Yeah, first of all. But then during that 20 minutes, you're getting just the sliver of Pomeranian love that you fought so hard for. But what if you're busy? Busy doing what? My job. Get a grip. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's my here's my last question. Yeah. Uh, how's it going? Is it working? Is Brenda aspirating? No. What's the here's what plan? happened. So I sat her down. I was like, "Listen, ma'am, enough with the bullying. Enough with the, <laughs> you know, and the and the puking. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna establish some para- parameters around here. You better start acting right." You know, Mm. so I sat her down and I said, I need you to sign this paperwork. It's called the no puke pledge and we're not going to (laughs) puke. We're not going to puke anymore. We're not going to do that. You can still bully Lindy, Mm -hmm. but we're not puking anymore. Okay. (laughs) Hey, you know what she did? She signed it and she never puked again. No, Lindy. She puked on the paper. She (laughs) she, She puked right on it. Listen, she's not. She's not a good girl. Brenda Entertainment Baby is not a good girl, and she and she doesn't even like me. That's the best part. I just want to say that obviously it was emotionally distressing for me to have a dog not like me. Yeah, um, tell me Brenda about is it. very she's <laughs> very cute, and I just wanted to hold her and have, have her unbelievable. like me. Uh, Honestly, Brenda's unbelievable. But, like she's oh, a car- she's, so she's a cartoon character. Her eyes are yeah. perfect spheres of you know. An unknowing black void, like she's unbelievable. Yeah, just an angel. She looks just like if a little, a little fox became best friends with a bear, and then she came into your house and curled right up into a little croissant it's un became best friends with a bear is that a euphemism for had sex without no, a like, baby no it's like they became one <laughs> well, but not sexually became- <laughs> no it was like, like spiritually <laughs> well like it was just weird because you just said she became they became best friends and then they came in your house but then they were just one animal yes exactly now you but- get it <laughs> because there's something about brenda that's very cosmic it's not so it's not so pedestrian as sex you know no, it's I like some sort of be. cosmic intergalactic picture a bear and a fox it's having like sex. no it's like elven magic that put these two okay. things together to make them one good lord you have a problem okay. anyways you have a problem called the, you said it you're, you're the, the one Who has the problem. Okay, but even worse than that, even worse than the emotional trauma that I feel from Brenda not liking me, it's so stressful because (laughs) the way that she expresses her hatred of me is by barking at me, which causes her to vomit, which directly (laughs) endangers her life. Like she is going to hate me to death, to her own death, and I'm going to be responsible just because I clearly, I apparently have a bad vibe that caused Brenda to barf to death. Yeah, well, what am I supposed to do with that? Maybe you should pray on that, Lindy. Maybe you should <laughs> think about the impact that you're having on tiny Pomeranians. Okay. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I already told you, you committed the worst crime of them all, which was being tall and walking around. What is there not to get? <laughs> she did not like me when I was sitting down either, Megan. Come on. Anyway, Don't sugarcoat this. Okay. Here's the situation. As much as Brenda uh, despises me and you, um, I still think she could take, I think she could take Barry, your dog. I think she could take oh, him in a, little, in a little dog pageant. Uh-huh. Barry my dog? Uh-huh. My beautiful boy? My Barry beautiful Saxophone b- Obama? <laughs> I think she Barry. Can take him. His name is not Barry Saxophone Obama. His name is Barack Hussein Saxophone. <laughs> oh. I'm so because sorry. I genuinely because, am very sorry. <laughs> because because my dear spouse, Aha Mayfale, wanted to name The dog saxophone. And I said, that's not a name. (laughs) And then uh, we argued about it. And then I said, is there a kind of saxophone that's more like a name? And then I thought, a baritone saxophone is Mm -hmm. more commonly referred to as a Barry saxophone to save time. And so then I was like, what if his name was Barry? Secretly, we know that it's Barry Saxophone. And then Aham said, Oh, yeah. And it's also Barry, like Obama's nickname in college. And then I said, <laughs> And I know this is problematic, but oh, well, I said, What if his name was Barack Hussein Saxophone? And then Aha Mayfale said, Yes. And then I said, No, no, that can't really be his name. And then Aham Mayfale said, Yes, it has to be his name. So, anyway here's the brenda guarantee brenda entertainment baby bing bang bong she wins barry no, no noted about? noted hat thief absconder of accessories he can't be he stole your hat is that what happened he stole your yeah, hat and your mat? he ate it mm-hmm. he, i'm yeah. He I'm curious it? yeah he ruined he, it well i wouldn't say ruined it but it was in his mouth do you still have it do you wear it who could say lindy that's not what's was important there damage was there, there damage to the hat there, there or was just th- dog saliva hey there was a theft there was a okay. theft a theft is not a <laughs> damage a theft can be pl- can be <laughs> playful yeah remember when we were walking him around what was it sewer park i think <laughs> we came across like a oh literally came across a pack of coyotes there were like three of them and we were like oh my god we got to get out of here come on barry and barry was like why would we do that those are my three my three friends he like tried to go over to them those are my guys what's up those are my three best my best boyfriends Uh, hey guys have you met my mom (laughs) hey come bite her arm and eat her friend's hat it's a gas (laughs) So so, strike yeah. two for Barry. He'll put you in mortal Barry's, danger. Barry's sense of self-preservation is low, minimal. Yeah, um, the other, <laughs> yeah, Barry will um, run right up to any wild animal and try to Good be friends. Him. Um, but okay, but this isn't about bravery. First of all, Barry <laughs> does beat Brenda in a bravery pageant. No, no, that's not true. But this is about a beauty pageant, and <laughs> oh. Barry has. The most silkiest oh. golden fur. Barry has, Barry's a golden retriever. He is a pumpkin boy. He is a butterscotch <laughs> prince. He is so beautiful. He has uh, his his ear fur. When it gets wet, it self-crimps. It gets uh-huh. little crimps. Ooh. It is so cute. He has the classic golden retriever quill pen tail. He has fluffy pants on his butt. <gasps> Pantalones. Made of fur. He has pantalones. He is so freaking cute, and he has soulful brown eyes, out of which he cannot see because he, like Brenda, is an inbred freak <laughs> with juvenile cataracts. I mean, and now I have to spend seven thousand dollars to get him new eyeballs. Oh, <laughs> well, which I, I hope love this podcast is a smash. Um, <laughs> listen, if I were you, I would have stuck with bravery because I do actually think. Uh, Barry would win a bravery pageant because Brenda um, after the 4th of July, she wouldn't go outside unless we physically took her out there. Cause she was like, there's a noise out there. <laughs> like like, even if you drop like a chapstick on the ground, you- she won't speak to you for days. She- <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> very, very concerned. <laughs> Barry is afraid of not bears, not cougars, not Massive harbor seals, not coyotes. However, he is afraid of the dustpan. Mm. And if the dustpan is too close to his food bowl, he will lie on the floor 15 feet away and go, ah- <laughs> and it's not immediately apparent, like, because you are looking around, and you're like, why aren't you eating your dinner, what's wrong? Because it's not like there's anything scary near the dinner. And then eventually you remember, oh, yes, his his greatest mortal foe, (laughs) the the dustpan. Yeah. Brenda is too small to get up on the bed by herself. So every morning at like, I would say, I don't know, 5am, she'll come to one side of the bed and go, And then that's how you know you have to lift her up and put her in the bed. So I think actually, what we're getting at is they both lose, they're both horrible. And maybe both the they, maybe they, sh- maybe they should be best friends <laughs> <Yeah>. also. <laughs> yeah. Barry, uh, Barry can jump up onto anything, Ooh. but he is a lazy boy, and he pretends like he can't, so that we have to lift him for attention. <laughs> I love like, him. He he, pret- he pretends <laughs> like he cannot jump into the car, and he just stands there, and then he turns around and looks back at you over his shoulder, like. Hello? Excuse Please me? Please help me. Excuse Mommy? me? <laughs> Please <laughs> lift my little butt. And then you have to scoop his little butt up and put, push him into the car. Which is perfect wee butterscotch, by the way. <laughs> Please cup my butterscotch <laughs> pantaloons. <wounds. laughs> <laughs> and whiff me into decor. I love him so much. Yeah, I mean, it's like I love Brenda so much, and she's just like, eh i've seen better see like, that's okay barry, <laughs> that's barry okay. loves me so much and so that is the difference between us yeah. is that i'm i'm beloved yeah you uh i'm a stinker uh, debate debase yourself I know. for this dog for this dog's love and that's why brenda wins <laughs> No. <laughs> no, she loses. I mean, I think we've come to the conclusion that No, it's a tie. <laughs> it's Don't a tie. say that. It's a tie. Yeah, it's a tie between two stinkertons. <laughs> Please light a candle for us because next up we're talking about America's most presidential bully, Donald Trump. Our show is called Text Me Back, so we want to invite you to our group chat. Do you have any questions for us about your own friendship dilemmas? Maybe friendships with ghosts Ooh. or just some personal tidings of your own? No song needed, but encouraged. Very encouraged. We want to include your questions and tidings on the show. So text us to join the Text Me Back Text Club. Text BFF to 206 926 9955. That's 206-926-9955. And even if we can't text you back every time, we pinky promise to read all of your texts and think about how to include them in the show. This podcast is free and it's accessible to everyone thanks to support from listeners like you. If you value this show, Please consider supporting its production by donating to our home, KUOW. It only takes a minute to give, and you'll be helping to support the production of this podcast. Make a donation at KUOW.org or follow the link in the show notes. And thanks! Megan, it wouldn't be the bullying episode if we didn't talk about The big man himself. (laughs) America's number one. The king. Patient zero. (laughs) (laughs) Donald Jeff Trump. Yep. Lest you forget, used to be the president of the United States. All of them. And could be again. It's horrifying, but true. The polls are very unsettling. <laughs> I don't like to talk about the polls. No. First of all, what's a poll a uh, year in advance? This Shut podcast has a very strong anti-poll stance. Okay. But he kind of invented it, you know? Bully. He didn't invent yeah. it. He didn't invent it, but he, he perfected, perfected it. Perfected it. Yes. <laughs> yes. He's in the news this week, yeah. like every week, for doing a combination of the darkest shit you've ever heard in your life, mm-hmm. such as promising to seize Power over the military to suppress liberal protests <laughs> normal normal and also he popped up in our old friend iowa oh, iowa history alert he's birthing some iowa history in real time <laughs> with lines like crooked joe biden is waging a demented crusade to annihilate iowa ethanol oh, jesus couldn't possibly tell you what that means. (laughs) He also dropped this little gem about Fort Dodge, Iowa, which is where he was giving the speech, (laughs) which apparently is a low crime area. (laughs) According to Trump, in Fort Dodge, quote, you don't have people getting bopped over the top of the head. (laughs) (laughs) As we know them. The main crime is <laughs> plaguing Americans. <laughs> Head boppings. I just listen. Here's some unfortunate facts for listeners of this podcast. Donald Trump is the funniest. I know person. And I'm sorry to say it, I really am. Again, I said this before, I wish this was a situation where you could separate the art from the artist, you know? know? But also at the end of the day, his proximity to power is what makes this comical. Neither of us are trying to minimize the threats that Donald Trump poses to American and global democracy at all. He is a bad person. And we have to take this stuff really seriously. But it's like, he doesn't. You know, right. Donald Trump is not taking this seriously. It's like right. when he was president, he was calling kids up and telling them <laughs> Santa didn't exist. Like from the Oval Office. Come on. Unfortunately, that's very funny. You know, and if it was just yeah, like more of that and less of all the other stuff, yeah. I would potentially change my vote. <laughs> <laughs> No, but the thing is, he's the final boss. He's the ultimate yeah. bully. But what he's really good at is sort of delegating mm-hmm. the real bullying to his minions yeah. so that he can spend his time on the stuff that really matters to him. S- such as? Such as my <laughs> my very favorite Trump obsession that's been going on over a decade, <laughs> possibly since he was born in 18... 18- <laughs> Seventy-five, Which is Donald Trump's obsession with sharks. Do you know? I do. I know you know, know know because we talk about it all the time. I want people to know this is not a bit. He genuinely, for for decades, uh, has been railing against big shark. I'm going to send the military to bully the American people. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm going to spend my time on the campaign trail bullying sharks. Yes, I'm going to shoot a missile into the ocean. They deserve it. I'm going to send SEAL Team Six. I assume that's a bunch of real Those SEALs. SEALs, yes. Six enormous SEALs. I'm going to give them some guns. I'm going to send them into the ocean to destroy sharks. Okay, so here's some stuff that Donald Trump has said about sharks. Oh, boy. There's nothing I like more. Let's start with the old tweets. Mm-hmm. 2013. <laughs> so, 2013, the presidency was not even a twinkle in his eye mm-hmm. at this point. He tweeted, Sorry, folks, which, first of all, I love the idea that he's disappointing us in some way with this announcement. Sorry, folks. I'm just not a fan of sharks. <laughs> By the way, he tweeted this on the 4th of July in 2013. <laughs> <laughs> what was happening at his fourth of july party He's like hang on oh my god i just thought of something <laughs> chuck grassley would not approve no. of this <laughs> today is america birthday why not tweet why america not history tweet about history <laughs> why tweet shark history okay sorry folks i'm just not a fan of sharks and then this part is so weird to me yeah. it's like kind of beautiful and poetic and strangely not the Trump we have come to know. He mm-hmm. said, "And don't worry, they will be around long after we are gone." oh Okay. <laughs> okay. Weirdly okay. meditative about the longevity of <laughs> the mighty shark. Right. So you know, first of all, that sharks are essentially unchanged since prehistoric times. <laughs> they're, an, they're an ancient. Well, they're an ancient like, fish. Sounds like you know it too, Lindy. Anything and you'd also- like to share? <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to share everything I know about sharks. Thank you, Megan. Yeah. Okay. This PowerPoint will be called Everything I Know About Sharks by Lindy West. Okay. And Donald it, Trump. And Donald Trump. A, oh, my God. A co-produced <laughs> PowerPoint between the two of you guys. Oh, my God. This is my Hallmark movie. Oh, my God. We got paired up by the science teacher to do our presentation <laughs> oh, together. This is so repulsive, and- even just joking about it. <laughs> Like so, it's not on the Hallmark channel. It's on the All Shark channel. It's on um, Newsmax. It's on Newsmax. Okay. Also, if it's very like not Republican, although I guess he was st- maybe still a Democrat in 2013. I don't know. It's very un Republican to admit that humans will not live forever. Yeah, <laughs> you know, T- to acknowledge that our extinction is on the horizon. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> then he tweeted. Just two minutes later, (laughs) he said, sharks are last on my list, other than perhaps the losers and haters of the world. (laughs) Which release the rest of the list. I want to know your ranking of every animal from best to worst. I have to know. I I won't rest until I know. Again, this is like a long term obsession with him that he to this day is giving some speeches (laughs) about how much he hates sharks. But back in 2011, Stormy Daniels gave this interview where she was like, oh, by the way, (laughs) Donald Trump hates sharks. And he made her watch Shark Week, I guess. And he was like, check this out. This is the deadliest shark attack in history. It's like he needs to keep tabs on his greatest enemy because at any moment, <laughs> he could be targeted <laughs> by a shark. It's like he has to think about sharks, like immerse himself in sharks at all times mm-hmm. so that he knows their ways. I don't know, maybe so like I am scared of spiders. And I follow probably yeah. 10 yeah, spider accounts on instagram yeah. and i just will look at videos of spiders being scary it feels like why women are into true crime exactly <laughs> you just you have to know all of the ways that you could get got yeah. you just have to make up your little list and just <laughs> exactly. be aware that's trump and sharks okay so this is still going on trump recently <laughs> <laughs> he brought up a classic conundrum that every world leader has faced at some point. Sure. During their reign. From FDR to... (laughs) Yes, name another one. (laughs) That's the only guy I know. (laughs) From Abraham Lincoln Um, to FDR, all of our world (laughs) leaders have been saying to King George IV... This was really weighing very heavily on on many world leaders' minds, and I'm so 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 good for Trump for bringing this up, you know? This is a classic conundrum that every powerful man has to face. So Trump is giving a a speech, a fiery speech, (laughs) ranting about one of the true scourges of our time, the fact that Joe Biden is making boats heavier (laughs) by adding batteries uh, i think we can all agree the top issue facing americans today is (laughs) what's gonna happen to my boat i mean this is why we don't make boats electric Mm -hmm. (laughs) everyone knows it the roosevelt administration (laughs) from king From King Harald of Norway <laughs> to Nelson Mandela, Silvio Berlusconi. <laughs> it's everyone knows that you don't freaking do this, and here's why. Donald Trump says uh, eloquently, "But if I'm sitting down and that boat's going down, and I'm on top of a battery, oh my God, and the water starts flooding in, I'm getting concerned." Sure, <laughs> he's really brave to admit. That he would get concerned in such a scenario. He's like, hmm, okay, what am I going to do? If that battery hits the water, he's getting electrocuted right up the ass. But if he jumps in, (laughs) obviously what you're going to do is jump in the water, right? Yeah. I don't know. Then Trump says, but then I look 10 yards to my left and there's a shark over there. So I have a choice of electrocution or shark. You know what I'm going to take? Electrocution. I will take electrocution every single time. Do we agree? (laughs) And his fans (laughs) said, Yes! (laughs) It just doesn't matter what he says. They love his ass. It's crazy. Why can you ever be in a situation where your electric boat was... (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) It's because Joe Biden made it too heavy. Everyone who goes in an electric boat is going to be in this situation at one point or another. Like, your electric boat is sinking, and you're like, "Oh, I'm I'm definitely out of here. I'm leaving the earth, but I can't get got by this shark." <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's just like the trolley problem, you know? <laughs> Philosophers everywhere asking first-year students to solve, solve it. Karl Marx. <laughs> <laughs> Friedrich here. Kirkird. <laughs> <Gergard. laughs> okay. Do you think that this hatred of sharks is trickling down to his followers? Like, you know how every time there's like a gay person in a commercial, Republicans go and throw away their coffee maker or whatever? Yeah. Do you think that Republicans are gonna start sitting on electric batteries and getting shocked up their ass? In protest of sharks. I thought you were going to say, are they going to start throwing out their sharks? And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just dumping them back into the ocean. God, so the thing, I mean, okay, we've had a nice time laughing at all of the insane things Donald Trump. By the way, we barely scratched the surface. Every other day, I this know, man I mean, is saying like, the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. But what sucks about it is, again, this man is a raggedy, racist turd and a demon who needs to be kept away from the White House at all costs just to free him up to continue his comedy tour without harming anyone or creating new existential threats that I can't even comprehend. Okay, Megan. Yes. Can you use your swamp contacts to find one of those people where they're like, my job is to get female candidates elected. (laughs) or Whatever <laughs> we don't care who she is, as long as she's, as long as she's a woman girl bossing, oh, yeah. And then there's nothing in the rule book that says a female shark can't be girl bossing. Now we're cooking Get the swamp ladies to recruit a shark to challenge Trump for the presidency. Poetic justice Trump is taken down not by the shark's teeth in the ocean, mm-hmm. but by the shark's likability reigning in the polls. (laughs) We've got to beat this bully at his own game. Literally. I I think the only requirement is that the shark needs to be 35 years old. Well, many of them are hundreds and hundreds (laughs) of years old, (laughs) Nathan. So problem solved. Donald Trump can keep doing shark based comedy and he never has to be the president because he'll be too scared to go near the White House when shark president is sworn in. Also, when they do the debate in the shark's hometown, oh, he'll drown. That's right. <laughs> How is he going to get ocean. to the debate stage in the ocean? Electric Electric boat? boat. <laughs> <laughs> After the break, more human bullies, including one teenage legend, Megan Hatcher Mays. Um, it's not bullying if it's for justice. At SoundSide, we bring you news and conversation rooted in the Pacific Northwest. Hi, I'm Libby Denkman. I think of my job hosting SoundSide as number one, asking tough questions of powerful people. The questions you KUOW listeners want answered. And two, bringing you a daily slice of the fascinating, confounding, and often goofy side of life in Washington State. Join me for SoundSide at noon and 8 p.m. on KUOW or anytime on the SoundSide podcast. So, we heard who my bully is. Your crappy dog. But who's (laughs) been waiting for you after school? Megan, who's (laughs) bullying you Uh, these like nine-year-old girls who live across the street down the street uh and they used to do this thing they would ding dong ditch they would just come to my door ring the doorbell make my dogs go absolutely bonkers screaming and then like run away and be like (laughs) and then I made the mistake this you should never do this if you're getting ding dong ditched (laughs) by a crusty preteen never don't acknowledge that they're doing it it only makes them more powerful but I did the opposite of that I whipped my door open and said, Don't you ever ring my doorbell again, you little shits <laughs> <laughs> And then of course they were like ah, let's do it again. Um and then they did and so then they started coming to my house all the time, not to ding dong ditch, but to like be friends with me. And so they were like trying to sell me like lemonade and stuff. And I was like, Well, first they came over and they're like, Do you want do you want some lemonade? Do you want a smoothie? And I was like, um, I don't know what's in it. And they're like, you know, juice. And I was like, um, I don't, I don't know. And I was just going to take a <laughs> cup to be nice. And I was like, okay, sure. And then like dump it out. And they're like, okay, well that'll be $10. <laughs> I was like, ten ten dollars for like it wasn't even solo cup it was like a dixie cup size thing of juice which i'm sure was poisoned by the way i don't know and i was like ah, yeah you know i don't have 10 bucks and one of them goes we take cash out so i got out of that but the next time i saw them um i was i was walking my dogs and one of them And, you know, my dogs are tiny and they're cute. And so, you know, kids are always like, oh, my God, I want to pet your dog. And so they're petting my dog. And then one of them comes up to me and goes, your elbows look really weird. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, like, what are you saying? I have ashy elbows. And she goes, yeah, yeah, you do. And I was like, Jesus, (laughs) like they just are coming for my jugular all the time but now they're like back in school and they don't mess with me as much i had to be like you need to stop ringing my doorbell and i gave them cupcakes i was like i have these leftover cupcakes from a party so i had to like basically bribe them to be nice to me <laughs> do you feel like this is your this is your comeuppance for your preteen life of crime no. <laughs> i don't and that's the end of the story. Will you swear on this Bible? <laughs> will you swear on this copy of The Fellowship of the Ring that you never ding-dong ditched oh, once in never your did. life? Yeah, I never did that. I never what? ding-dong ditched. Mm. What What did you do that was uh, comparable? What was your mischief during your I rascal mean, era? What was your you know, number one top mischief? So before you and I became friends, there was a classic... Uh, Mischief making that we would do. I won't say the other party's names to protect their their <laughs> privacy, but we would drive around in my friend's mom's minivan, <laughs> her Ford Windstar. Mm-hmm. We'd head down to the McDonald's. I don't know if it's still there. It was on. It was like right across the street from the Space Needle in Lower Queen Anne. Oh yeah, it's not there anymore. But I used to go yeah. there a lot. <laughs> Rip. Uh, That was my go-to, that was my go-to McDonald's because it was like on the way, you know, home. So anyway, we would order (laughs) like (laughs) 30, 40, 40 packets (laughs) of 30, 40 packets of that's too many packets, (laughs) too many packets of whatever you're going to (laughs) say, 30 to 40 packets of tartar sauce. And it was like $5, which was like, you know a perfectly reasonable amount of money to spend on that many tartar sauce packets okay can i can i pause sure. and say that in 1996 $5 was a hundred dollars <laughs> $5 was so valuable I <laughs> and could've. i know you are not doing anything constructive with this tartar sauce which do they even still have tartar sauce at mcdonalds what do you mean they had tartar sauce at mcdonalds so. i guess well, they I, they used to have the f- fillet of fish they put it yeah. on the fish fillet. Yeah, that's true. They they do. They probably still do have that. Yeah, I mean, I could have been spending that money on like a down payment on a house, but instead <laughs> I was doing this. So anyway, uh, so we would get the tartar packets, and then you know, <laughs> later that night mm-hmm. we would drive around in the minivan, and we would around Upper Queen Anne okay. and Magnolia, very fancy neighborhoods, very fancy like Highland Drive lifestyles of the know. rich, and we would. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I don't like it. Where's crack the tea sauce packets open just a just a hair, okay. and chuck them at uh, fancy cars, <laughs> and they would explode with tartar sauce all over people's Maked. cars. Bacon. Uh, <laughs> no, can uh, I tell you the best part though? Please. By the way, first of all, this was a very class conscious crime. Yeah, because we we only ever targeted BMWs, Mercedes. Never a working class Honda Accord. Sure. Never, never. That's never, praxis. Never. And I I assume you uh you learned about this. Uh, you write about this in the anarchist cookbook, right? <laughs> Actually, if, if you read the Communist Manifesto, Karl Marx gets into this pretty, pretty deeply. Um, in, in the in his original German, is he German? <laughs> anyway, um, anyways, so we would just chuck him at the fanciest cars that we could find, and we never got caught. It was great. It was like a incredible. Crime spree that was never solved. Did you have what'd you call it? Were you like, hey guys, let's go out? <laughs> what did you? It was a really creative name. It was called Tea And <laughs> <laughs> We would drive around tea saucing fancy cars. You gotta save time. I don't have endless time to be saying, Tartar sauce. Let's throw tartar sauce packets at Lexuses. <laughs> um, so, of course, you know, you'd get some blowback. When you would chuck the tea sauce packets at the car, so it would like blow back onto my friend's mom's Ford Windstar. So like, oh and this is all happening like it's while her mom fire. was like, <laughs> <laughs> I, know. Yeah, I know. So we'd have to like take the van to the Brown Bear Car Wash in Interbay, yeah, uh, to like w- to wash That's it down before. Yeah, oh good, good before her mom came back into town or whatever. Because we would always do this when her mom was like. Traveling for right. work or whatever, so one so one day morning we went down there to like wash the, the blowback tea sauce off of the van, <laughs> and this guy pulls up and Alexis right behind it. And his car was covered. In dark <laughs> and we were like, oh shit, no, no, um, and uh, and the guy was like, he literally was like, oh man, you guys got uh, this happened to you too. They got you too. We <laughs> yeah, and we were like. Yes, that is right. We, too, were victims of the teenage tea-saucing crime ring, sir. We were like, we gotta get out of here, this is no good. I mean, that's hardly a crime. Big whoop, big whoop. Uh... Okay, If you or your family was a victim of tea saucing in the 90s, if you have a a memory deep inside of coming out to your BMW on Queen Anne Hill (laughs) in the 90s and finding it covered in tea sauce. If you have been a victim of Megan's teenage life of crime, (laughs) please text us at two zero six nine two six nine nine five five Megan would like to apologize and no I no, I wouldn't <laughs> I don't feel bad about it I just kidding I would never make you apologize of course not dude if more people thought like you maybe Seattle wouldn't have ended up here you know exactly we should have been we should, we should have made have it done more hostile to rich people collaborative 25 years ago and and in solidarity we should have been tea saucing absolutely but maybe next life it's too late now all the tea yeah. sauce in the world couldn't fix this place I know couldn't <laughs> achieve income equality in the greater Seattle area sad but I tried I did my best <laughs> If you were a victim of tea saucing on the <laughs> west side of Queen Anne Avenue. <laughs> or, or Magnolia, because we got your asses pretty well, too. <laughs> That's 206-926-9999 or email us at textmeback at kuow.org <laughs> for no reparations at all. Absolutely none. Nary an apology will be uttered. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Text Me Back. You can find me on Instagram at thelindywest. And you can find me at important, M-E-A-G-A-N. If you like the show, please tell your best friend about us. And please rate and review us. It helps people find the show. Text Me Back is a production of KUOW in Seattle, a proud member of the NPR network. Our editor is Jeannie Yandel. Our senior producer is Brandy Fullwood. Our mixer is Jason Burrows. Our production team includes Juan Pablo Chiquitza, Michaela Junati boyle Amelia Peacock, Hans Twight, Brendan Sweeney, and Marshall Eisen. Our music is by Chief Aha Mayfile J. Oluo. And special thanks to our perfect angel, Isolde Raftery. I'm Lindy West. And I'm Megan Hatcher-Mays. See you next week.